just one person, let me know again if you can hear me talking. I have something really, really good to share with you. But if you can't hear me talking, you won't get it. Yes. Thank you, Sean. You know what? Father God, help me this morning. I need you to really help me this morning. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for another day. I thank you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, um, God, I bind up the works of Satan this morning in the name of Jesus. You see, brothers and sisters, you probably won't believe us, and you probably will, maybe, but you're probably wondering why. For the past couple of days, of when I got a moment, I was studying multiple personality disorders. I was going back, looking at some of my notes. Um, I went back and I looked at... Um, a DVD I had from a long time. Well, I looked at one from a long time ago, and I looked at one, a modern one, from a um, psychologist. And I was comparing the notes. So while all this is going on, while I'm having all these problems with this equipment here, while witches are throwing witchcraft attack heavy, while the world is in a chaotic I'm studying multiple personality disorder and disassociative identity disorder at the same time because I've learned a couple things and I've learned that whenever the enemy comes in it's because God is about to do something um, greater or we do it again in another way. And so I also know this. I'm going to read you something that I wrote. I went back because uh, I'm also um, putting some um, spirit warfighter training manuals and field manuals together with, um, with the editor that God gave me to work with me. And the one thing I know about this editor that God gave me is this editor been delivered. This editor had been um, hurt through church hurt. And this editor used to be a worship leader. So this editor that God has given me had been really attacked by Satan. And this editor is also a, a well-known writer, a successful 
well-known writer in the in the in the secular world, but they wrote Christian fiction. And God knows I have always hated. I don't like fiction. But at any rate, um, God gave this person to 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 me, and I'm so happy because I, all the time I never I never imposed. It's a lot of gifted people in the theater, and I never imposed upon anybody because if God sends people to you to be delivered, that's my job, and I happen to love it. I love to see a life transformed, but I'm sorry to say this to some of you this morning, and you own this. You're on the stand line, too. The devil has come in with one purpose, and that's to take you back to where you came from. I'm going to repeat that. The devil has come in to some of you to take you back to where you came from. And the reason he can do this to you is because you have made a habitual pattern of doing that. Well, what you mean, Erica? I mean this. Some of you got freer than you've ever been in your life. You got healed, more healed than you've ever been in your life. And you thought that was it. And so then you went back instead of going forward or even maintaining what you have, you went back. I get lots of emails every day, and I talk to a few people on a daily basis, especially ministers and um, people that have problems. And the one thing I've noticed about people who have problems if you have a problem, why do you think, and that's one of the, one of the chapters in the script or something that you do, why do you think you can solve a spiritual problem with natural means? For the life of me, I can't figure that out. People come to the tagline or they come to the ministry. And I know I deal specifically with the hard cases. And I know what God called, what God told me in part of my calling. God told me, he said, you're not going to be, you're not ever going to be no big out front person. God already told me this. He said, but what I need you to do, and I told some of you to know my testimony with Dr. Miles Monroe when I was at um, ORU, and he was there, and he said, go ask God your purpose. And God showed me my purpose was a washerwoman, clean, you know, taking filthy, dirty garments, using a lot of Tide detergent and Clorox, washing them on a hand scrubber or and then rinsing them in another wash tub, and they came out glistening white. And God said, your purpose is, though 
their sins are as though their sin though your sins be as scarlet, I will wash them whiter than snow. So I don't have no real ambition. And in my age, hey. But I'm reminded that God used Moses at 80. But I don't have no ambition to. I have ambition to see. Well, if I have ambition for anything, this is what it is. I'd like to see. I used to want to see 10,000. But now I'd like to see 30,000 people going through deliverance at the same time and all of them getting free. That's my ambition. I don't have any other ambition. I'd like to see as many people ministering in the fullness of what God has available for them. And there's something you, that we all must understand. I make a habit of respecting other people's gifts and their gifts. I make a habit out of helping people to whatever level of understanding that I have to go beyond my level, to go on into the level that God has prepared them to operate in and to function in. So that, that, that's my ambition, to train up, really and truly, if you want to know the truth, missionaries. But I know that there are urban missionaries. I know that there are overseas missionaries. But I know this point. I know that there are even church house missionaries. But I know that the church is not as missional as it should be. I pray about that every day because it it bothers me. But the churches that are missional, I know that they have 20,000, 10,000. Some of them even have 100,000 members. You see, I know that my calling is the ministry of health. It's a it's a it's a calling that not many churches or and or people recognize today because everybody wanna get paid. Yesterday somebody called me on the phone and they said, Erica, if you knew that a person was right in front of you with a checkbook open right now. And if they said to you, Erica, how much money do you need? How much money do you want? This happened yesterday. I wish I could have recorded it. I said, they said, what what would you tell them? I said, well, the first thing I would say is, what is this? 
what is this? She said, no, really, if, if they could write you a check for any amount, and, and they added, based upon your needs, what, what would you tell them? I said, well, <clears throat> I tell them this. I have to go to God and pray. Because one thing, I'd have to know that the money wouldn't be death money. That the minute I signed over this check, that my soul would just have been purchased for that amount. They were dumbfounded. They were dumb. I, they were across the phone from me. I could I could see their face. God let me see them. I said because all money is not good money. And that 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 is the conversation was ended on that issue. They they. They took it in another direction. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you this. If money can buy your ministry, money can, your ministry can be sold. If your ministry can be bought at any price, it can be sold and bought again and sold and bought again. And you are nothing. At that point, you have become a slave. So I told that person, I said, you know, a person sent me a check a couple weeks ago, and it was dressed. It was dressed. I said, man, they must really think I'm an elementary school deliverance minister. I touched it. I could smell it. You know what I did? Well, I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to tell you what, but trust me, I got rid of it. I was not going to mix that defiled, painted, witchcraft money. I was not going to let it go into my bank account. I was not going to let it destroy and ruin everything that it had taken me 36 years to get to by allowing it check that was dressed in witchcraft. You see, brothers and sisters, Satan sends the devil here every day, all kind of ways. If I if I recognize it, I will send that money back. I don't want it painted. And that's the same thing, brothers and sisters. Another person came here the other day and said, uh, you know that gift you talk about? I said, which one? Because <laughs> I talk about so many different ones. They said, yada. That yada gift. I said, oh, that one. No, I said, yada. She said, you know the one that has a, a different name. I said, I talk about the discerning gift. I said, but I go deeper into the discerning gift with the yada, the gift of knowing. She said, yeah, I know. She said, I got a minister that has that gift. I said, okay. But she didn't know how to get work, and she still doesn't know how to get work. And this is what she said. 
She said she was going all around trying to find out how to get work. I said, well, that's really stupid. I said, all you got to do is go to my website with a Bible open and research the scriptures. And, and if she really had that gift, God would have told her that. I said, so I think maybe a friend got a conversation and trying to work herself up into believing she has that gift. I said, but what's going to happen? If she doesn't have it, Satan's going to counterfeit it for her because she's lusting after a gift instead of the giver. I want to share this with you. I don't know why I got body memories on the last day. Don't know why. Don't know why. You might not want to message me right now unless this is really important. Because I'm afraid that some of you are going around here and you've given up ground that you have already attained. Looking for something that you already have, but may not know how to utilize it. And you're going to the wrong sources. The giver of all gifts and giftings is God. Why would you be going to anybody else? Why would you be going? If, if, if I, and I do teach about it and I talk about it, why would you go to the Bible? Why would you think you're going to find out anything about God any other place than from him? Or even if one of his servants mentions it, why would you think you're going to find out without going to the source and the source is the word of God? Why would you do that? I don't understand. And I don't understand because your understanding is a little strange. Why would you go to somebody that doesn't have a gift that you have for them to tell you how your gift works. To me, that is like really dumb. The heart surgeon doesn't go to the orthopedic man to understand how to do intricate heart surgery. I mean, that is like flat out crazy. And I understand that demons make you crazy. But I really thought some of you had come out of that craziness. I really did. Why would you give up ground that you have a thing to keep going back and back and back and back? I don't understand that. You should be moving forward in Christ, upward and onward. I was talking to a chairman the other day about that old song, Onward Christian. Soldiers marching out to walk onward, upward. But the devil knows he can take you backwards 
at the drop of a hat. When are you going to stop? When are you going to stop? You see, I hear people talk about people like Nick Wigglesworth, uh, all the old guys, Dr. Oral Roberts, um, uh, I can name a bunch of them. They're just not coming at the moment. Catherine Coleman for a lady. Maria Woodward Edder for a woman. All of these men and women had the giftings that they had by focusing on God, by focusing on Jesus, by focusing on the Holy Spirit. Why are you so inclined to think you won't get it from them? These men and these women had it. And what did they teach continually? How you could have it. How you could utilize it. And they all took you to the root, which is the word of God. They all emphasize the word of God. So what may, what causes me to wonder is I get an email saying, oh, this man got it. I needed wondered about this, and I went to YouTube, and uh, I, I, I got this from YouTube, and I said to myself, wow, wow, is YouTube and Google the new Bible? Does YouTube and Google speak the truth? Or does YouTube and Google fill you with so much doubt and unbelief? Now you confused as to what is the real truth. And the real truth is standing there right in front of you. B-I-B-L-E. Even if you go to the Bible first and then go maybe to YouTube or Google. But if you jump up and go to YouTube and Google and go to here, <clears throat> even I don't, you know what? The reason I talk to you in so much scripture, the Bereans study daily. It is the word of God that carries the anointing. It is the word of God that carries the actual presence of God. It is the word of God, and you're not going to get it any other way. So I just attribute it to people being lazy, spiritually lazy. Now, I know that God will reveal some things, but some things some of these people are revealing well, I don't know. But I'm not smart enough to say it's not God. I'm not that stupid. But the Bible says study to show yourself approved. Approved unto who? Approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be a change. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Study, it says. Study. And then that brings you into mistrust. 
I'm talking about when you when you gotta filter all this stuff. This man said this, this woman said that, this man said the other, this one, da 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 da. And you don't know whether it's true or not because you don't have a foundation in the word of God. And that leads to what? Chaos and confusion. And I'm going to tell you, post this, please, uh, Jessica, or anybody. God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. I say, God is not the author of confusion. When there is confusion, it is not God. tell you what, when there is high-level confusion, high-level chaos, you can guarantee it's witchcraft. You can guarantee it's witchcraft. Because one of the tactics of witchcraft is to bring you into chaos, bring you into confusion, which causes you then to be doubtful which causes you then to wonder because if you have a foundation based on the word of God, the Bible says you will know, K-N-O-W, you will know the truth and the truth will what make you free. When there's something coming into your mind, scrambling your brain, it is not God. Now, I know that there's a healthy level of um, unbelief. It stirs us on to uh, uh, wonderful um, inventions. It stirs us on to um, higher uh, levels of understanding. You can get no understanding from God. Listen to me this morning, please. But from God. It is God that gives you the understanding of himself. It is God that brings clarity. You know what? You know where clarity comes from? Revelation. Revelation. Christianity is based on the revelation of Jesus. The revelation, the unfolding, the manifestation. So why do you think you're going to get it outside of Jesus? I do not understand. Help, help me, somebody. Help me. I don't really want to understand that. But I'm open because I'm teachable. But I know how to shut it down, too. comes to understanding. God said he'll give you what he said. He said he'll give you understanding. He'll give you the spirit of understanding. I started Sheila told me um, like she's catching it from that um, um, George Floyd thing we needed. 
I I did the addendum. I was getting ready to break it all the way down spiritually, but God had me go do something else. But the one thing I saw, they, those comments prove that those people have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. What do you mean by that, Erica? Well, God's power is unfolding. And I'm not going to go off on that. When I get time, I will do addendum number two, three, and four. Because I can do that. I got it. God don't give you something and then, and then give you. God is not a half-doing God. But we, as human beings, don't want to fulfill things, don't want to go to the end. Because you think you live in a microwave situation. I mean, in a microwave, um, uh, microwave environment, a microwave time. Well, even my husband is a chef. And even when I see him, some things he cooks and then hit the microwave and then get them out. But he has already boiled them or um, seared them or something. Without a foundation in Christ Jesus. Without a foundation. Built and established on the word of God. You getting half of it. And from some of the stuff I see out here. I see people more concerned with everything but their soul. I, I see them concerned with. I mean everything. And yet it's still. I see people out here that are so concerned. With everything, and they hobbling on Walker. And uh, my, my mind says, well, you know what? Don't they understand that if they got off the Walker, they can walk upright, they can walk on their own two legs, and they can walk. They're rolling in a wheelchair to go fulfill a mandate for man. But I don't see them rolling down to no altar. I had some people come here for prayer yesterday. And in the front of this sanctuary is two altars. And I said to them, get up out your seat and come down here and kneel at this altar. They looked at each other. They looked at me. They said, what? I said, <laughs> I wasn't speaking a foreign language. I said, get up out the pew. Come down here to the front of this church and get down on your knees. One of them said, I can't stay down here long. I said, you'll stay down there as long as God needs you to. And you know what? I said, now, you, you was a husband and a wife. I said, now, you pray. They looked at me crazy again. Me pray? Yeah, look, this is your problem. It ain't mine. You pray. 
I'm not a problem solver. Jesus is. I'm not a healer. Jesus. Excuse me. I'm not a healer. Jesus is. I'm not a marriage counselor. Jesus is. Wonderful counselor. Mighty God. Prince of peace. The government is on his shoulders, but don't nobody believe it anymore. You got some people out here, and their whole objective is to make you <clears throat> unstable. To make you unstable. The Bible says you're to be always abounding. Always abounding. The Bible says you go from glory to glory to glory. That's what the Bible says you're supposed to be doing. My question is, you don't even have enough confidence. You can get mad when you, it doesn't matter to me. I know what thing. You're going to find out I'm telling you the truth. And the truth is going to make you free. Not bind you up. Not have you running around here in circles. I know people that God have gotten them up off their deathbed. Off their deathbed. And when they were on their deathbed, they weren't concerned about. They weren't concerned about. Money, they weren't concerned about the property, they weren't concerned about. But the minute they got about their deathbed, they forgot who raised them up. And they done flipped out all the way out. I'm hearing people giving you one agenda, another agenda, another agenda. This one say vaccines. This one say no vaccines. This one say you're going to die. That one say you're going to live. <laughs> and guess what? They got the answer to the same God you do. They don't know. Because if they knew, I'm sure they would have been preventative for all these Millions of people that have died on this earth during these uh, past six months. And then trying to unscramble this thing. You know, I just got to the point myself. I said, okay, God, just what you want me to do? Just show me. Just show me what you want me to do. And show people what you want them to do. Expose the truth to them, because they're not going to believe it. With all this conflagration or whatever, all this stuff floating through the airways, this man right, that man wrong, this lady up, that man down, this lady circular, that one horizontal, this one perpendicular. I just said, God, you know what? Too much for me. I'm going to stick to the basics. 
It's overwhelmed too much for me. I stepped into it to do something for God. I did it. I stepped out yesterday. I began to study multiple personality disorder. And I began to study if it could be transferred through the airway. <laughs> Which, because I know, I already know schizophrenia can be transferred through the airway. And then I realized the devil brought all this stuff to cause me to be distracted from or in an attempt. And I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then I went back to one of my little teachings here. I'm going to share it with you. But the title of it is, And Win Your Battles in the Spirit. So that's why I'm going to do that, that, that work. But this is one, I think I wrote this, uh, I don't know when I wrote it. But listen. Listen. If you win your battles in the spirit, you ain't got no problem. And I've been doing that, and I probably came from this, somewhere from this teaching here, which I can't even, um, I can't even find out when I wrote this. I have so many writings and so many books. But anyway, starting at John chapter 18, verse 10 and 11. And some of you have given up ground and you let them old demons come back in. Because they ain't never been cast out. And that's what I realized from my own um, experience. With the Vietnamese lady, that's how those spirits can vex you and agitate you, and you don't even know what they are. But then, when God, when you go to God, He'll teach you how to overcome and win and that thing. But some of you are so kind of like stubborn, you don't even want to believe God. And so that what happens? You go back and you lose faith. And you lose ground, and you have to keep on fighting the same dirty, stinking, foul, unclean battle over and over and over. Why? Because you win it, and then you give up the ground and go back. You win it, and you hear something you ain't never heard before. And oh, that's my answer. Because you walk, look, see, find, and believe what the Bible says. See, I believe that God allowed me. People call me up. How are you feeling? How am I feeling? I'm feeling great. God can reveal something that now has absolutely no power to overcome me ever again in life. And I know it ain't going to do nothing to me in death. Because in death, I'm going to be with Jesus in heaven, in the glory. So I just got to be concerned with life here. John 18.10 says, Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. If the apostle John 
who reveals Peter as the one who cut off the servant's ear and also identifies the servant. It is very doubtful that Peter was aiming for Malchus's ear. It is more probable that he was making a horizontal swing at the servant's head and as the man ducked, Peter cut off his ear. Peter was very vocal about never denying the Lord and his actions proved that he meant what he said. There were only two swords among the disciples. Yet Peter was willing to take on these 600 soldiers. This spells certain death or imprisonment. Peter wanted to stand with the Lord, but Peter was not prepared spiritually. Peter was still strong in his own ability. If the battle would have been in the physical realm, Peter would have fought to the death, as he proved here. But when Jesus told Peter to put up his sword and not resist with physical power, Peter was confused. Peter only knew how to rely on the flesh. When Jesus refused to allow Peter to fight with his sword, he was defenseless. If he would have been praying with Jesus as instructed, Peter would have been built up spiritually and able to stand with Jesus spiritually without denying him. As the prophet Zechariah said, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Zechariah 4 and 6. Likewise, we may sincerely desire to never deny our Lord, but it takes more than desire. It takes preparation. We all have been taught how to rely on ourselves. But we have to learn anew how to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, Ephesians 6 and 10. Just as in the physical realm, where muscles have to be exercised to become strong, so we have to exercise ourselves unto godliness, 1 Timothy 4 and 7. So, that was something that I wrote as a note to myself many, many, many years ago. And brothers and sisters, the first thing I believe, and I, and I, and I, I, I really urge you to go find a minister where you can believe what that minister said, where you believe that that minister can truly help you connect with God. Because everyone, everyone serving God needs to be connected with God. 
and your connection with God comes, hallelujah, through Jesus. Brothers and sisters, if you don't believe Jesus, you'll never believe or understand God. You must. You must. You must be reconnected to Jesus in order to be reconnected to God. You must understand. You don't know God through the flesh. Even when God heals you, is that done by the flesh or is it done by the spirit? You got to know. Or through the spirit, you got to know. You see, there are people out here today manipulating your soul. That means they're manipulating your heart. That means they're manipulating your mind. That means they're manipulating your intellect. And that means they're manipulating your emotions. And it's all being done through the airway. How? Through your Sight, taste, touch, hearing, and through manipulation of your emotions. If all these areas are not and have not been surrendered to God, then there's somewhere that the devil can come in with that manipulation stuff. That the devil can come in with that doubt, with unbelief. You can doubt, you can not believe the whole world, but you must believe God. If not, you're not a believer. You're not a Christian. Christian, Christ, If you think you can go and get something from God outside of Christ, you are deceived. So what you saying, Aaron? I'm saying you gotta reconnect to God. You gotta you gotta be connected to Jesus. Your Holy Spirit, God's own Holy Spirit that indwells you, has to be built up. Fed, nurtured. And all that comes through the word of God. All that comes, for lack of any word, I cannot even think of a better word, but it all comes through your spiritual connection to God. And if you can remember this, this is simple. Anything or anybody in your life, they have one or two purposes. 
They're going to either connect you with God or disconnect you from God. It ain't no, it ain't no gray matter. You be the judge. You decide. But you're at a point now where, where you got you, you got a fork in the road. Either you win them or you're not. Either you're going to be led by his spirit or you're going to be led by all other kinds of spirits. When I say his spirit, I'm talking about his own Holy Spirit that indwells you. That, that, that nurtures you and feeds you. There's a corporate anointing and there's an individual anointing. The corporate anointing is what you feel when you're in a group of like-minded believers. The independent anointing is what you feel by yourself. Either way, it ain't for you. Christ is not in you for you. Some of you are so selfish. And that's why you haven't attained to the fullness of, of your ability. Because you think it's for you. Uh-uh. It's for Christ to use through you for what? His kingdom on earth. That it become what? Like it is in heaven. And you're supposed to be able to live out of both, the corporate and the individual. And when they come together, oh my God. You see, Paul said, Oh, that I might know him in the fellowship of his suffering and in the power of his resurrection. I've got to go back and find that book I wrote called The Battered Saint Syndrome. I, I coined this new signature. I call it The Battered Saint Syndrome. I think I did that in about 2003. The Bible says power came from heaven in the person of God's own Holy Spirit. Well, not only power, but giftings and gifts and all of the above. The Bible says Jesus led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. And the devil said, I'm going to take them back. They don't need them. They don't deserve them. They don't even know what to do with them. And you are too many people. Let the devil take it back. Even after God gave it to Adam and Eve, Satan stole it from Adam and Eve. And then Jesus came that you might be restored fully back to God. And you allow the devil to steal it from you. It's just beyond my level of comprehension. Well, I'm just a human. I'm just dirt anyway. You know, good dirt, but dirt nonetheless.
Thank you, Robert. Website, <clears throat> Omega Man Radio. <clears throat> Website, Omega Man Radio. The Battered Face Syndrome. No Apology. Dr. Erica Shepard, YouTube. If, if the blog talk is bad, then it'll be up on YouTube shortly. I'm not I'm not making stuff up. I'm not I'm I'm, I'm sharing with you revelation God gave me long time ago. And it's manifesting exactly. Exactly. I'm seeing it played out before my eyes. God is getting, allowing me to live long enough to see it. Long enough to know that what he gave me way back then was for now and my work is not in vain. God can do that. And then he comes and clears up something 59 years old to let me know, hey, I do a complete work. So that I can be a witness to the fact that God does a complete work. And still use it in the process. Just as a witness. But I thank God that I did write all these little booklets and uh, put some on Shannon's show. I looked at the amount of stuff I got on um, from my different webinars and things. I don't even have time to sort it out. Robert says you can just Google YouTube Better Saint Syndrome. So as I'm telling you the stuff, hey, I don't have, I don't have to make nothing up. But I'm still just like you. I'm in OJT on the job training. <laughs> but even with that search the scriptures for yourself the revelation comes from Jesus the revelation comes from the word the empowerment comes from Jesus I thank God I did that I wasn't able to do, I'm going to do an Omega Man show on Friday. On Friday. I'll be doing Omega Man show at 10 p.m., I think. I've been around here serving God and casting out devils enough to see this work come to fruition. So that I can talk to you about this now. Somebody can go and find it and tell you where it is up on YouTube. The Barrett Saint Syndrome. I invented that. Because I, I just couldn't think of any other way to describe it. Up today, down tomorrow, got faith yesterday, ain't got no faith tomorrow, letting the Lord come in. And then allowing the devil to come in and steal what the Lord gave you. It's a shame. 
the shadow. I'm passionate about this. It's my life. This is not something I picked up to make a few bucks. The last job I had, I was making 125000 plus expense account. I'm not doing this for no money. You couldn't pay me. I work seven days a week. Every week. I have a life dedicated to this. If I'm not, when I'm not on this blog talk or speaker, I'm writing. When people come here for ministry, we research what the problem might be. And then I minister. Because I learned a long time ago. Don't just operate through your gift and your gifting. And I've got plenty of it. Gift and gift. But my thing is, I want to see people made free and understand that they're free. And they don't have to keep running back and back and back. Because the Bible says, he who looks back, thinks back, and acts back, that word is not fit for the kingdom. It's in there. It's in there. I ain't plagiarizing nobody's nothing because God, brothers and sisters, God knows everything about everybody and everywhere all at the same time. God sits in heaven. He looks at the beginning. He already looks at the end. He sees the middle. Ain't no guesswork with God. Somebody start getting up. I got a prophecy for you. Well, I think it means up, but it might mean down. But it might mean you need to go in a circle. Liar! God is specific. And there are no ifs in him. But if you don't have a foundation, if you don't know what his word says, then you just keep taking this crap, believing these lies. They're putting you in circles and circles and circles. And the devil is just sitting back laughing, happy, happy. You got a hole in your soul, can nobody feel it but Jesus. You want to be a winner? For real? Know the word of God. You want to be a winner for real? Love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and all your might. That's what he said. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of you. All of you. Take some of that time that you don't let the devil steal. Oh, this person got the answer. That one got the answer. Brothers and sisters, Our answer has already been given to us. Our answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. Anything above him is the wrong answer. Anything beneath him is the wrong answer. 
Anything that tries to put itself parallel with him is the wrong answer. It is Christ, and it is Christ alone. Christ. Again. Again. <coughs> Some of you, you need to repent. You need to be godly sorry for looking outside of Christ for what you can only get from him. And you need to change and come back to Christ. Your first love. Come back to Christ. Your first love. He has your answer. And the answer he gives you will be permanent. For now and for eternity. The sister Erica, I'll see you tomorrow on the ten line. After a season of nightfalls and pushback, after the heartache of wrong turns and sidetracks, just when they think they got you game set match, oh, 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 here comes a comeback. Just cause you lay low, got up slow, unsteady, don't mean you blacked out, oh, but are you ready?
children. 